pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back. We're the Connor Amper Show. You're on 1620 The Zone and on 1620thezone.com. We're joined now on the 42 Degrees of Source Hotline here on Super Bowl week by Frank Caliendo of Frank Caliendo. Hello, Frank Caliendo. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, so you're coming to Omaha in a couple weeks, but we figured we'd talk before the Super Bowl because you've you've merged the comedy with sports. And, you know, this show is not purposefully comedic. It's only accidentally comedic. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we thought you'd be the uh, the perfect guy to talk to for this lead up to the Super Bowl. The guy, the guy who's made enough mistakes to get himself somewhere, that's me. Uh, I, I am the human eraser. Uh, that's, what it, that's what it's all about. Uh, yeah, I was actually down, and I was in Vegas, not down, but over in Vegas. I get to the north of here. I live in Phoenix. So I was up there. I was at Radio Row for a little bit. I can do about a day of that for the people who don't know what Radio or Media Row is. All the radio stations, or a lot of the radio stations, they all Except play, us, yeah, lot, yeah. Except Omaha, all the <laughs> X minus one, where X is all the radio stations, and one is Omaha. Uh, nobody knew there was going to be algebra in this equation. So, <laughs> um, so it's uh, the radio part. The radio part different than the TV by the amount of makeup and people you can look at directly. So, um, it was. Uh, it's surreal there for I, you know. I, I'm going to a few different cities throughout the year, and I have some different friends. Dallas is always there because they're hoping that they, you know, they probably bought a spot for the next 10 years thinking the Cowboys are getting there every year, and <laughs> they aren't. Uh, you know, the Kansas City uh, shows are there, but a lot of different uh, – it's not the same as it used to be, but it's still quite a few different uh, radio stations. Me just going around doing – saying the same things to every local radio station. Sure. Um, do it, you know? Can you? That's always the same question. Can you do Patrick Mahomes? And I'm like, well, they, 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 he sounds like Kermit the Frog. I'm like, well, a little like Kermit the Frog. What you hear is that frog in the throat kind of thing, the bubble, as I would call it. But there's more Fozzie Bear in there than Kermit the Frog if you're using Muppet. So Kermit the Frog is a hi ho Kermit the Frog here. So the, that's Jim Henson sound. Fozzie Bear is Frank Oz. Ah, waka waka waka. And that's where you hear that bubble. You combine the two, add a little Texas Southern accent. You're like, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what I mean. It's the kind of thing that I'll just get the ball, Travis, and see what's going to happen. And, uh, and and that's if you want me to talk like uh, 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 Kermit the Frog, there you go. Yeah. Well, it, it's the it seems like low hanging fruit, right? It's it's you know he's the guy of the of the Super Bowl. We everyone does a Mahomes impression. The Mahomes right. impressions are just outrageous, myself included. Like we really, we really. Now I want to hear yours. I well, want to hear what it's, yours. It's it's way it's way it's like it's like I like ketchup, you know, stuff like that. It's not even impression. <laughs> it's, it's it's Grover. You're doing Grover. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's not even impression. Far. It's just a a parody cartoon. of it's an impression. Cartoon. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. imagine there's a line there somewhere you where you have to like what is reality and what is just a parody of the impression. Yeah, I mean, you got, if you want to try and be funny with it, I think it's better to do the parody. You know, <laughs> go a little, go caricature versus, uh, you know, full-on portrait. So 
I think that's the, the more fun and people get used to that kind of thing. Uh, y- y- once you do it for a while, your audience knows it and they, they look forward to the goofy version. I, I like goofier. Mike John Madden, I could have talked, you know, pretty much exactly the way he talked and do this kind of thing and say the things that he would have said, but then I mean, it's a lot more fun to do it this way. Exactly. You know? so <laughs> it's, uh, I was use Willis Dasso doing Kenny Rogers on Mad, on Mad TV. Like, I'm Kenny Rogers. This is jackass. It had nothing to do with Kenny Rogers anymore, but you couldn't wait to see him do it. It's like how everybody does Will Ferrell as Harry Carey instead of Harry Carey. Right, and and that's actually, I think, uh, that's actually John Caponera doing it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is right. the, the original Johnny Caponera. That's right. my that's so, my opener. It's a so, it's an impression of an impression of an impression. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which is what like ninety percent of impressions are out there. I had somebody get into me about a, a Donald Trump impression, say I was doing it wrong. I'm like, I've been doing this for twenty years. I did it with him at Trump Tower like fifteen years ago. Don't tell me I'm doing it wrong. Did you bump into uh, Nance and Romo at the Super Bowl, and they, you know, are at the at the media events this week, and then because uh, you do I both of them. The, oh, Jim, that's this. this yeah. that's the the Romo is a my new thing with him is, or I, my current thing, I should say, is that he's just like revving up a car. Oh, Jim, 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 Jim. And then all I really do with Nance is donate. Um, because that's all I could say. Nance called me, left me a message. Hello, Frank. Jim Nance, along with my pal, Tony Romo. Oh, Jim, this is going to be a great phone message. Um, and the, Romo went from, right, no, he went from knowing everything. He went from Nostradamus to knows nothing about the game. Right. <laughs> I mean, where did that, like, oh, Jim, what's he going to do here? And let's go to Jay Feely. He's a kicker, Tony. Ah, well, Kickers always had a lot of time. They knew what they were going to do. But the, the excitement of Romo, the kid in the candy store, you know, he's the kid going to the movies like, oh, look at those Juji fruits. That package like $600. Doesn't matter. My dad's going to pay for it. Here we go, Jim. <laughs> that's, that's why we love him. Like that's, yeah, it, it's, we, we all hope to uh, view the world with that sort of, that sort of wonder. Like this Listen, is my first ever football game. I love this. Right. Even, even if Tony's messes something up, I love when he gets caught. Uh, in a like, it happens to me all the time uh, when he goes for a reference and he can't think of the reference. He's like, "That's like going zero to sixty in a car that goes really, really fast." <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, "Well, how about a Maserati or something?" You know, it's, it picks something. No, it's not specific. It's just like uh, I can't. I don't have it. Car that goes yeah. really fast. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I've been I've been tackled too many times. My line wasn't that good all those years. Does anybody so, do a uh, Does anybody do a Frank Caliendo impression? Like, how would they go about doing a Frank Caliendo impression? Oh, the first of all, they'd have to waste a lot of time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. Just not ever finish any sentences. Like, start half your sentences and then change ideas halfway through. Uh, I think that would be a, a typical me. Um, I, I I'm not sure where my voice lies and the you know the spectrum of voices. I think it's kind of bland, but that's definitely going from thing to thing without always knowing what's yeah. going to happen next, and a lot of hope and not always a lot of payoff. So that's me, you're like I was watching some I was watching some interviews to to prepare for for this interview. Um, me too. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. So, well, you got to get the scouting report. You know, you got to understand how it works. So you're okay. like you're like pre-programmed with the uh, to do George W. Bush because you you always have your eyes closed like your eyes are kind of you know you're you're trying to 
you know, you just you kind of search around. That's that's how Bush was. You're always like pre-programmed that. So I went back, and that's my scouting report on you. That's where I would yeah, start. Yeah, I think that there is some of that when I do, when I do. I, I would say there's a Trump Biden thing I put out there that was like a joke. You know, a debate. It's not political at all. I guess some people could take it as political. I mean, it as a joke, but right. it's it's a. Uh, I, I I definitely do that as I'm just trying to think of what because I was just kind of coming up with stuff on stage, and it's I'm. The eyes are closed, and they're actually closed right now as I'm thinking. So I do do that, definitely. That's a 100% on. And I was actually noticing that when I put that video out there. I'm like, oh, that's annoying. That's annoying when you do that. So it's not annoying. It's just, a, it's just a thing. If you need a place, like if you were doing a Frank Caliendo and you needed a place well, to start, that's how you start. Well, that's one. There's another one where I grab the, be- like the, grab the back of my head or rub the back of my head. Um, there's a there's a bunch of uh, Frank Callianoisms that nobody's ever cared enough about until now. Um, so we this is a good sort of intersection between you're a good intersection between comedy and and sports and sports sometimes can be super comedic. And then what? So when I think of you and I think of your interaction with sports, obviously you think of Madden. But I it's it, the first thing and it's the easiest one to do. Todd, 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 Todd. Every single time. Right. So how much how much NFL like draft coverage did you have to watch before you're like, oh man, there's there's really something here. This guy's a huge character, and I have to do with something Mel with Mel Kiper. Yeah. I would say um, I didn't even have that impression really until the day we first shot that one. It kind of took over the NFL draft that year. Yeah, ESPN played it the first time I ever did the Mel Kiper Jr. impression on TV as though it was part of the draft. They didn't announce it as a comedic bit or anything. And people who were hearing in the background were like, what's going on? Kuiper, is he on, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, stimulant or something? He's going crazy. So, <laughs> no, that's just how he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it, uh, you know, I amped it up and it was, I, I was trying to figure out, we were originally talking about it being a producer. And I said, he says his name all the time. He does say McShay. He, do, he does say McShay, but it's not as funny as saying Todd. So then I was going back and forth, and then I was like, Todd. And then I kept saying it, and McShay was there with us, and I kept going, Todd, 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 Todd. And I have ruined so many. If, if you're at, uh, well, if your audience would know because they're a sports audience, but so many times in like a club or a, a theater or whatever, I'm there, and they're, it's somebody who's come to see me from something else that doesn't know me from sports. If their name is Todd, and they've worked in a cubicle their entire life that doesn't really know about sports, and somebody walks through the office and goes, Todd, 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 Todd. I just say, you're welcome. It's just reflexive. Thing. You can't do anything about it. That's the way it is with any Todd. Todd, yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. Got nothing to say, Todd, but say your name over and over and over. Hit the D hard. Todd, Todd, Todd. Yeah, in a way, you've like ruined all Todds. How do you feel yeah, about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's a definitely uh, Toddtastrophe is what it is. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about impressions where like it's it just becomes a a, a parody of itself. I, I've it's the same thing with and I've heard you do a good Stephen A. Like, but you you have to find the right words in there too to make it work. And if you're doing it for one, two, three minutes at a time, if you're trying to if you're trying to get sentences together and paragraphs together, Stephen A. can be a tough one because you have to have such a deep vocabulary. Oh yeah, I don't have that. I don't even have it. I, and I, every time I, my memory's so bad at this point uh, because I, I've never I've had I've struggled training my like my whole life has just been go go with the flow, wing it, and just kind of make things happen and hope. And that's why yeah. that's why I'm at where I'm at. Uh, but uh, uh, 
it, so it's one of those things that I can do a little Stephen A, but then I start making stuff up, you know, superfluosity. <laughs> I understand where we're coming from with some of these things. And I know when he gets serious, it's the best because he starts to whisper, I understand where you're coming from with some of these things. And then he gets loud and then he comes back. So, uh, but yeah, that's those. Uh, I started up making work, making up words with him because I couldn't remember all the big words. Uh, so and he told me he told me that he did that because he he uh, had like a stutter as a kid too, kind of like um, Bill Walton. So it was one of those things where he struggled as a kid, and his mom made him just read more and more and more. He might have been making it up, but that's what he told me. Jeez, I mean that's a that's a pretty. That's like the opposite direction to go, you know. If you if you can't right. put sentences together and you're you're stuttering, he's like, oh, let's just come up with these incredible words that I could just pull out of nowhere. That's a, that's pretty impressive. Yes, I would say conjure them. Conjuring is what you do as a magician of the artisan language. Yes. I don't even know that. See, I, I was trying to think of, I was thinking the auditory and something, and I, I didn't have it, so I said artisan, which made no sense. Hey, is this so? Is this like what the show looks like, or what's what? So when you're in town in a month at the Funny Bone, um, like is is this what the show looks like, or is it less impressions and more stand up? What does it sound like? Oh, uh, it's like that. It's kind of kind of in between. It's just mix and match and go in and out of stuff. There's a lot of the stuff that's planned and some that just happens that's uh, better because it isn't planned. Um, that's why I like the club so much. Is you're right there next to the audience, and it's easier to feed off of it as a. And I I just I don't know. I enjoy that freedom as opposed to doing the stuff you know lots of comedians what you're really supposed to do is go and work through stuff at like not open mics but like showcase shows and do 10 minute sets and then uh right then work it out in clubs and then go do theaters and i kind of just i'm all constantly working it out in clubs and goofing around in it and i make sure to get the stuff in people all want to to see too uh, so it's kind of a, a mix of those of really doing the main bits and then making sure I'm doing something that gets me uh, happy as an art, as an artiste, so to say. You've uh, you've been to Omaha plenty, right? I, I've, yeah, 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 a bunch of times. I feel like yeah, there's been a lot of Frank Kelly and those shows over the years. What do you like about Omaha? Well, I grew up in Wisconsin, so it's not that much different. No, I mean I grew up in Waukesha, Wisconsin, so it's pretty similar. Uh, so it does feel like being back, you know, just in the Midwest and just kind of normal people is the way I look at it. When I go to the East coast, they're kind of angry. Uh, if you're in Boston, they're really angry down South. It's a little bit slower. Not, uh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've been told that's because of the humidity. Like the people, people in the South go slower. Cause why not? We'll get there. You know, in Texas, <laughs> that's a nice country to visit sometimes. So. Which is funny because you say that in Florida. Great to be back in Florida. I love your country. They get mad. You say that in Texas. Like, you bet. We can go anytime we <laughs> yeah, want. Exactly. We're out of here. Again, we're super proud of that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with us. That's part of our slogan. So are you, are you a huge Wisconsin sports, like Brewers, Badgers? I mean, what's, uh, what's that look like? I grew, up, I grew up on the Packers. Uh, although I was born in Chicago, so the, the, my relatives would always send us, you know, 85 Bears posters for 25 years after that. Um, sure. So, I, I mean, a Packer fan, I guess. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. We weren't, weren't poor, just kind of regular folk, so to speak. So we really just – we didn't go to many games. My dad was a former minor league baseball player before I was born. So we grew up playing sports, not so much going to watch them. 
Um, but yeah, I, I mean the the, the the Wisconsin home teams are. I've never. I went to UW Milwaukee, which is in the UW system, but not Madison. So I wasn't really into the Badgers so much. Um, I knew what was going on, and Marquette was right, you know, next to UW Milwaukee. So I knew what was going on, um, but uh, wasn't really. You know, I like I like I like watching things for good games. Like I like watching good games. I, I, that's the type of stuff I I, I really enjoy. I, I I don't so much. I'll find myself rooting for a team in the middle of a game if somebody's playing really well. I'm like, oh, I hope they. You know, but I I was watching uh, the um, uh, you know Brock Purdy. Let's take for example Brock Purdy is he he's struggling in the first half. He starts to come out of it, and then you're like. Oh, I'm pulling for this guy now because yeah. of all the naysayers and stuff like that. I start to enjoy it. Then he starts winning a game with his legs. I'm like, oh, this guy's more than what, you know, he, he's the, everybody's on the game manager thing. And I'm like, yeah, he kind of is. But at the same time, he pulls it out and does things at the right time. And somehow is winning some big games that Garoppolo couldn't win necessarily or somebody else. So it's not like anybody can do it. Um, he just doesn't have the big arm or the, the big, uh, you know, super speed, and you look at them next to these uh, elite athletes. Some of them playing the same position, some playing others. And you go, "Who is this guy? Anybody could do this." And like, nah, they can't. My my son contends that he could go in and win uh, win one game for the San Francisco 49ers. Something you could not. No, I don't think so. Killed. No, I don't no, think so. You would be destroyed. We got a caller earlier in the show, and we were surrounded by a lot of Chiefs fans here, and. There are Chiefs fans that are apparently angry that the 49ers fans think that he is now too good, that they have gone too far in the other direction, that he is too good now, and they need to be put back in their place. So that tells you a lot about Chiefs fans and the whole landscape in general. I'll tell you the only thing. I I feel like I'm rooting for the 49ers right now just because this this is going to make Chiefs fans, that might make them mad, this might make them happy. I just feel like the Chiefs are going to keep getting there. I know. Feel like they, they, it just feels like they can keep doing it. I don't know if the 49ers can. The Chiefs seem to have been, you know, they were underachievers early and got on a roll. They're on the roll. I still don't feel like the 49ers have played great. Uh, that, you know, they peaked really early, got out of it, and then kind of came back and were winning ugly at times. And I know the Chiefs have not played, you know, like out of their minds. They, they've just been playing well, but they don't have the weapons they once had. So, uh, it's, uh, it, it'd be fun. I'm, I'm sure I'll change who I'm rooting for three or four times during the, during the show. Yeah. During you're, you're, uh, you're Rob Lowe with just the NFL hat on. You're like, I hope yeah. everybody has fun. This will be great. Or, or, uh, or Drake, but not the recent video. <laughs> no, 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 not, not that one. Uh, well, okay. So do you, are you going to make an official pick or are you just going to like, you know, flip flop around until we get there? I think I did uh, the other day. I think I said, uh, 20, 27, 24, uh, 49ers. So that should uh, ensure that the Chiefs right. win. Are you going on any more? Like, are, are you showing up on any of the pregame shows that we're going to have for, for the Super Bowl this weekend? No, I got nothing. I'm, I'm out of there, man. I've, I've had my – I've done – time for the new, new people to come in and try and do that and, and, <laughs> and get the uh, hate emails. <laughs> That's a good move. Good move for you. Yeah. Uh, well, we're looking forward to you being in town for uh, in a month here or so. We'll yeah, have... I think it's March 1st and 2nd, Omaha Funny Bone. Uh, they have their website, or you can go to 
frankonstage.com, and it'll link to their website, and you can get tickets. So three shows, March 1st, that's a Friday, and then two back-to-back on the night of March 2nd. That day, Creighton is playing Marquette, coincidentally, which will be fun, and I assume you'll be just Joe sports fan at that game wearing a generic shade of blue. Rooting for both yeah, teams you know to what? have fun. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm a Creighton fan. Actually, I'm a little bit of a Marquette fan too. I, I just waver. I'm the worst, but <laughs> I, I do. Uh, Kalkbrenner and uh, Shireman, uh, those guys. I know. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I, I, they lost in overtime the other night, right? Lost yes, in overtime last it? night. Yeah. La- last night I saw the score. I didn't see the game last night. I was, uh, I was getting some rest for this interview. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, they uh, I I love their coach. Uh, I was gonna try and call over there and see if I could go watch a practice because I go and watch some of these Division One practices. I love to see the differences of how some of these teams practice and what they're like and how the different coaches coach and the systems and stuff like that. And sometimes they let me, sometimes they don't. But uh, yeah, that's that's a great great Creighton is a fantastic program. What a that's and Marquette's really good too, but that's that's a great game. I'm really looking forward. Well, to Well, you that. could join the club. You could be like Sandler and wear the Creighton jersey out in public, get some shots up. Yeah, I'm sure somebody from over there is is listening. And oh yeah, they'll I'll, have I'll you. do it. Yeah, well, somebody's got to be listening, right? Yeah, I, so they, yeah, they, we can they, we can get the message out. That's for sure. Go on and uh, shoot some threes and uh, and uh, not. <laughs> Maybe before the game. I, I don't feel like I've gone to throw a first pitch before and the ball went backwards. Kind of thing, so. uh, Frank, this is great, man. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, maybe we'll talk to you in a few weeks when, when you're in town. Once again, frankonstage.com, three shows at the Funny Bone, March 1st and March 2nd. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. Frank Caliendo, once again, at the Funny Bone, March 1 and March 2. Seamlessly, right? I, see, that's the thing just going through the impressions and like I was was in and out and in and out. And so we hope that when, when he's in town for the show that we can get him in here because it, it, it really makes a difference when you can like see him working through all of these things. And he does some of the facial expressions too. Like I said, I watched a whole bunch of stuff last night with them. Um, But yeah, he's, he's, he's less around the, he's less, less present, I guess now in the, in the sports like realm than he was when he was doing Kuiper and Madden and all that stuff. But he's why I mean, does Frank Caliendo hate my team? He obviously loves sports mm-hmm. and um and wants to you know and and has thoughts on them. And with the thoughts come impressions, even if they're horrible ones, like us doing Patrick Mahomes or me doing Patrick Mahomes or me trying to do Stephen A. Smith or something. Like I that. love that. He said that if you're gonna do a bad impression, just do a parody of an impression, <laughs> yeah. and that will just give ham you cover. it up as much as you possibly can. Give you can. cover. It's great. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing because I clearly am not a, not talented enough to uh, to do it. Uh, okay, so once again, March first, March second at the Funny Bone for Frank Caliendo should be a fun show. I was watching a couple stand up bits last night. It's it's pretty dang funny. We'll take a break. Brunt's will have to follow it up. Oh, wow. No pressure there. Let's see if he knows any impressions. <laughs> Next on 1620 The Zone. But first, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Super Bowl Sunday, you should have a plan by now. Have a snack plan, have a wings plan, and have a wagering plan as well. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season on a W or two or three. Anytime touchdown scores, uh, first-time touchdown scores, 
Uh, there's squares you could parlay all, you know, some game stuff together. Create yourself a same game parlay. 24 you on the FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Head to FanDuel.com slash Happer and sign up. FanDuel.com slash Happer, H-A-P-P-E-R. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President Iowa. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is now withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.